Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to The House of Mario, episode 21. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me, as always, is Bryce DeWitt. You had to think about that for a second, though. Yeah, I did a little eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bryce, you've been sleeping all day, as far as I'm aware. Is yeah, that... that's that's correct. Yep. You, you had a big working day yesterday. Yeah, 16 hours, 16 hours, or a little bit more than that. Uh, at least tw- 26 days. No, twenty six hours in the in the day. I reckon you've been working. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty pretty accurate. You, you're a busy man. No, busy man. I was a busy man yesterday. I suppose. So you're working at the supermarket, then you're working at the pub with me. Yeah. So basically, it was a contrasting job of like standing in one place for eight hours and then walking around for eight hours. What do you, what do you actually what do you do at the super What were you doing at the S- supermarket? Stand there. Stand there. It sounds a lot. It like. And anybody that works in like a retail supermarket will agree standing there on the same spot for about eight hours is a lot more taxing than what, is it that, sounds. Is that checkout or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Standing around on one spot for about eight hours is, oh, it's god awful. You need that thing what's like on the infomercials where you got like the the chair which is on the back of your legs and you can just sit down. Well, they they, tip, they <laughs> no one notices. Like they used to, they used to give chairs to the employees in the city because it is like when you stand around for eight hours, it just fucking hurts. Oh, it's tough. It, it's tough. It hurts. Like <laughs> I went to the pub last night, right after right. you know recuperating and stuff like that, and I was walking around and I just completely forgot about my legs. It was completely fine, you know. It only got to the last two hours of the shift. I was like, God, my legs are sore. But that's because I've been working all day. But the previous six hours during that pub shift, I just didn't even think about it. Mm. Two hours into the supermarket shift, I was like, and that was the first thing I did that day. I was like, God, this sucks. <laughs> a lot a lot of the time when I'm working, like I'm either shearing or doing farm work and it comes like 5.30 after doing eight hours or whatever the day is. I'm like, oh, thank God it's the other job. I can rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it's like, especially on the hot days because it's inside. And- yeah. Like it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's a really nice breakup. Like the job at the pub. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a real important sort of like switch for me. Between- it's, just a, it's just a change of scenery. Well, it is. Change of scenery and mm. change of just, I don't know, overall pace, I guess. Like we were, we were quite busy last night, but mm. you know, like, in the end, we got through it and it worked out. Yeah. So, Bryce, part of the reason why we work is so we can buy some video games. Yep. Uh, today, we want to be getting your impressions for Xenoblade 2. Yep. And uh, talking about Nintendo's position in 2017, it's December, believe it or not. Yeah. I can't believe the year's gone that far already, but... It's December and we it's almost time to start talking about next year. Yeah, there's no other first-party Nintendo games. And we don't really know about any apart from Kirby and Yoshi. I think that's... That's as... Uh, as far as they've gotten, as far as announcements have gone, yeah, no, no, no solid date for Metroid or Pokemon or anything. Else. No, well, yeah, not even or a time frame. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometime in the future. But you, you're you're a big fan of uh, the past Xenoblade games, and you've more than <laughs> given them praise on this show before. So, how yeah. does the new one hold up? 
Okay, so this is this is the first ten hours impression. Yep. Um, I'm going to give a minor spoiler warning. I won't go into any story detail or anything like that, but there will be like location names and stuff like that. General like gameplay mechanics. Are you you covering the whole ten hours you've played, or like the first three hours? Or no, no, no. I'll like skim over the first ten hours. I won't go into super detail, but like I just want to talk about like. You know some of the uh, like some of the scenery that I've seen and like yeah. how I feel about the mechanics of the game and stuff like that. As- essentially, there will be names and stuff thrown out there, so just a minor spoiler warning. If you really don't want to listen to any of it, we'll try and put a time skip, I yeah. guess. But um, yeah, uh, it's it's not going to be anything detrimental to your experience, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. If you've watched the direct, you already know too much anyway. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the the direct was really spoilery. Um, so you know, uh, I guess I'll just talk about my experience with it. Please do. Okay. So, <laughs> um, it's it's a really weird year for JRPGs because we've had a couple of really good ones, right? And uh, Xenoblade is definitely up there. It's absolutely up there. Um, the question the question is is am I enjoying it as much as other Xenoblade Chronicles games? Yes, I absolutely am, and that's not just because you know I'm a I'm a long time fan or anything. Like I didn't play uh, play through Xenoblade Chronicles one until you know recent times. Was that last year, wasn't it? Not even. I think oh, it was early then. this year. Yeah, yeah. It was the first time I ever played through it. But before that, I'd played X before Xenoblade Chronicles one, and yeah. you know X is. X is a fantastic game, but it's it's kind of the opposite of Xenoblade Chronicles 1. There's not much story to it. It's more about the open world and what you can do in it, as in comparison to, you know, getting a meaty story out of it, like mm. what you did with Shulk and crew. Um, so, it's, it's very much the same as Xenoblade Chronicles 1 in terms of it's very heavy in story and it wants to pull attention to it. Um... And that's great because I feel like the story's got a really good direction to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to obviously jump into details. Again, if you've watched the direct, you already know too much. <laughs> it's You're probably too far gone. There's, you know, really important plot points in that direct. I don't know why they did that because it would have been good to just see that on its own. If you put a lot of those directs together, you probably... You get a spoiler th- for a, like a, a fair amount. But that's the thing as well, is you need to... Don't assume that that's where it ends. Like, if you've never played a Xenoblade Chronicles before, mm-hmm. you need to know that you're going to get a lot of shit thrown at you that's going to come from a completely different, like, um, pitch, I guess. Like they can they 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 can tell you what they did in the, the direct in the direct, which was again pretty spoilery. But in the end, none of that's going to matter because the story goes quite out there, much like how Persona Five does. If you play Persona Five this year, mm-hmm. you'll know that like it's really extensive. Well, it's, it's a super long game, so even if they're like going to spoil the first twenty hours, there's still a lot of game. Exactly. Yeah. Go, yeah. There's, they're obviously really confident in how much story they've put into Xenoblade to give away the first you know hour or two mm. and they probably it's one of those series what isn't super popular especially amongst their games so, yeah so they've really got to sort of push the story aspect to get you in I think this is a really good time for new players to jump in though mm. because there isn't again the, it might be called Xenoblade Chronicles 2 but there's not much towards you know the back lore or anything like that yeah there's back lore there obviously but it's for the world itself it's it's got nothing to do with Shulk, whatever. It 
introduces similar concepts to Xenoblade Chronicles, like how, you know, again, there's Titans roaming the world, you know. Xenoblade Chronicles 1, you were based on Bionis, Maconis, you know, two giant things clashing swords. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's the same it's the same sort of principle. You live on a be- you live on a being that was either living or once living and you know, you traverse it as the world it is as it is. Um the story like the story started off has started off really strong. I really like it. Uh for the first couple of hours, you know, you've got a small linear path thing but it doesn't take long until you hit like a big open world area and everything just looks luscious and green looks fantastic um i'm one of those they said something about you know wanting to port x to the switch and they're gonna see if they can do something about that which Mm. would be fantastic because x's world is fantastic yeah you know but in the meantime you know i still get to see this luscious world that i've got in front of me at the moment and it is it is beautiful it's beautiful you know you could have in the open fields of Gormont which is your first open world area you could have you know level level 4 enemies or level 10 enemies or there might be a level 80 one running around that you've got to try and avoid <laughs> you know um, it, are, are they just like huge and you can see them in this oh yeah you can yeah. you can see them yeah, yeah. Um, you're like nope not over there the best way to put them is they're like tyrants in Chronicles X uh, tyrants were just like massive versions of monsters that you versed before, yeah. you know, uh, and they generally yield some sort of reward or whatever. But you got to when you're low level, obviously, you got to try your best to just stay like steer clear <laughs> because uh, they're gonna wreck you. Um, as for the meat of the game, I'm really like really impressed how much RPG element that they added in to the actual game. Yeah, so. If you don't know already, if you haven't been paying attention or you just literally haven't watched any of the Xenoblade news at all, uh, the game is centered around blades. Uh, Pyra, the main female protagonist, is a blade and her driver is Rex, for example. Uh, But it doesn't stop there. You can collect more blades as you go along. You've got... It's almost like a gacha game because you collect core crystals and whatever you get from them could be a level 1 or it could be a level 5 or, you know... And you kind of just got to keep farming until you can find blades that you're really interested in, mm. sort of thing. But it opens up a lot of pathways because each each blade has their own stats, you know, has their own equipment slots, uh, has their own weapon type, weapon element, abilities. You know, it's really good. It's almost like a Pokemon collectathon. Yeah. So, so is it like all completely <clears throat> random? The blades you get just from the drops. Uh, no, you can. As far as I'm concerned, there is one. There is one core in Gormont that you can buy. It's very expensive, and I'm farming for it at the moment. Yeah. Um, which is a guaranteed one. Like you will absolutely get the same unit from every time. Uh, there's different tiers of cores. There's common and rare. For example, I don't know if there's anything beyond that because I'm not that far. Yeah. But you know, and you can get different ones from that as well. Uh, I I got lucky, and if I I. No, I reckon you would have watched the direct, but like there was one, uh, one blade they introduced called Finch that was like a little bird. Mm-hmm. Yep, I I got that from my rare core <laughs> after beating um one of the sections in the game. You get it, and you get a rare core as a reward. Yeah, and um, yeah, I got that for example, and they've got their own personalities, their own voices, and stuff like that. They've got their own mid battle banter and everything. Um, there's a lot of praises to sing about it because. 
while um you know while I haven't been that far yet I just feel like I've gotten my meat from the first 10 hours already you know there's there's a lot to work on you can develop towns and stuff like that it's really fantastic oh, that's cool yeah yeah you know, there's 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 little stuff. That, is it similar to how you do it in Zelda, like a, a side quest <laughs> yeah. type of setup? Yeah, cool. Side quests and trading, marketing, etc. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, um, you can like for example, if you shop enough at a shop, you can buy like what is essentially shares, for example. And once you buy that, not only does the shop costs there become cheaper, but like you know, you're supporting them. The more you shop there, more items come up in their shop stuff like that it's really cool hmm. you know nice little stuff like that um so so far yeah i i've 100 enjoyed the 10 hours obviously i'm not going to go too far into it but um like i've sung its praises up until now it's been what like five minutes six minutes seven <laughs> um there's one thing that i think's been on a lot of people's minds um and it's really important to point out um <clears throat> Sorry, something stuck in my throat. Um, the English voice acting is... Oh, boy. Okay, so... Um, it was... With Xenoblade Chronicles, it was really weird to hear a full cast of like English accent voice. Yeah. But they made it work really well. And it was fantastic. There was a lot of like emotional grab and stuff like that. But um, the English VA in Chronicles 2 seems really rushed. There's, like, points in time where, like, characters are, like, looking angry and they, like, look like they're yelling something. And the VA will just be like, what did you do? <laughs> and like, it's, it's you know, it's the type of thing where Japanese are, like, really passionate about it. And, like, you hear the Japanese version of it and they're, like, screaming sort of thing. It's, like, and the Japanese VA is on point, by the way. If you if you get the game, download that off the eShop straight away. Yeah. And yeah. Because that's the way you're going to want to play it. Um... And some of the lines, some of the lines are not really worked in very well. I don't think the cast was done very well. I think the script was rushed. How long did you play with English voice acting on? <sighs> I played it for the first twenty minutes. Right, it didn't last long. And I was like, "Oh boy, this is not good." Hmm. Um, and then I turned it off to Japanese, and I'm like, I kind of missed the battle banter when I got to like a more battley sort of section, because um, there's always battle banter in yeah, those yeah. games. Uh, so I switched it back to English for a little bit and then I got to another cutscene where it was just oh my god I was like no 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 so I switched it back to Japanese and every single time I come across what would probably be a major character I switch it back to English just to get a you know thinking ah surely it'll get better right yeah yeah. it doesn't get better Don't, no. not as far as I'm concerned like in the last 10 hours I've switched it back at every major plot point I've come to just to hear it in English mm. To a degree, right? Like just snippets, and it's not very good. Yeah, I was actually quite surprised when you come and told me this because just from a direct, I thought it sounded fine, it sounded okay, just from what they've shown during the directs. But they must have picked out the better parts, maybe. But there are there are points where you know, like the Rex Rex's voice is great, yeah, you know, and like Nia's okay, I guess. But like uh, in Japanese, like especially you know going through it and you get to a point where they're again trying to like scream out emotion mm. it's just mo- emotionless in the english va i'm not sure how they manage that but yeah somehow it's not very strong which is strange because if you think about if you think if you look at a picture of shulk you'd be like i rem- i imagine his voice 
Like if you've played if you play anything that features Shulk, you're just like, ah, oh, he's you know that English brash boy, like Dunban Ricky, <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's Shulk. It plays into his personality. It does. Yeah, yeah. And Rex Rex can be the same at times, but at the same time, he can also be god awful in the English voice. Mm. And I know that there are people out there that are just like, oh look, I don't want to read subtitles. I just want to you know listen to him. And you could go right ahead. That's perfectly fine. I just don't think they do him justice. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel I feel like there's a lot of emotion to be had there that is in the Japanese VA but is not in the English one. And as a person who really enjoyed Chronicles, which most people who played it did, uh emotion was a big key part of that story sort of thing. So mm. I don't know, it kind of just sucks it a little bit. So I just switch I'm pretty sure I'll just stick with Japanese for the rest of it. Yeah, just from what you're saying, it sounds like uh that that first Breath of the Wild trailer at the um whatever that event was in Japan when they first announced the price and all that where where we first watched it and that scene where Zelda's crying we're just like that was the climax we're like, oh, yeah like, just like, this like, game is gonna be so good and then when you watch the English one you're like yeah like, it was like a little trickle that's <laughs> that's what some scenes are like yeah and it's it's really frustrating and I'm like I don't know what it is but voice acting this year in some Nintendo games has just been bad. Mm. I think Zelda's fine. I think Zelda sounds fine in the game. Just <coughs> that scene was pretty obvious. Just between the two, yeah. What yeah. was the better one? Oh, I'm I'm more referring to stuff like Hyrule Warriors, where the voice acting wasn't great either. And like I put I put this out to Hyrule Warriors or um Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Zelda, so you got me distracted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I I put up a comment on like a you know a sort of like a semi local. A Nintendo group as you would have seen yep, Nintendo, and I said Nintendo I'm, Adelaide Connection and shout Nintendo out Nintendo Adelaide Connection yeah just yeah um I put out a post on there asking like if anybody's playing it if they're enjoying it I'm like I absolutely love it but I hate the English VA yep. and there's a bunch of people in there that commented which was fantastic by the way guys I like reading your comments um but then there was one person that was just like uh I put up with Fire Emblem Warriors voice acting. I know what to expect. And look, <laughs> I've put time in both games now. And I could tell you, you're probably going to like it less than Xenoblade. Mm. <clears throat> I, I think Fire Emblem Warriors is a game that doesn't need a lot of context. You know what I mean? There is story there, obviously, but it's not like... It's not like it's big background lore. It's basically just like, oh, there's a prince and a princess of this place and for some reason warriors are coming into this dimension whereas Xenoblade Chronicles 2 it's like this is the shit you need to know and there's like all this stuff and you're like law <laughs> law law it's being thrown at you and like yeah it just feels like it needs it more there mm. it might it might only just be equally as bad for some people I guess but like I, I don't think that's an excuse I think they did a really good job with Xenoblade Chronicles VA so I don't know how they couldn't pull it off with this one mm. my only thing is is my only like thinking to reason is that they rushed it out for Christmas. Yeah. So they did the voice acting really quick. Like, they, it does seem like they've had a fair bit of time just between here and now, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. It, it just feels like they split up the VA cast and they never interacted with each other. I'm curious to find out what other people think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. If, you, if, if anyone you... agrees with Bryce or has any uh, different opinions, we're on Twitter at the House of Mario, tweet us there. Oh god, yes! Please tweet at us because I I I want to I want to know your opinions. Like it's it's not um, 
you know, it's it's not going to ruin the game for me. Don't get me wrong. It's perfectly fine well, game. Well, fine now. You've got your Japanese yeah, yeah. voice, it's, though. Even if, I, even if I was forced to play with the English voice, the only thing that was going to be ruining a bit was, like, seeing some of those scenes where I'm just like, God, just, you know, show some emotion, man. But, like, uh, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're going to play it with English and you like it, then feel free to be angry with me. <laughs> I really, it really doesn't bother me. I understand people have their preferences and tastes. I just don't, I don't know. After experiencing the absolute masterpiece that I thought Xenoblade Chronicles was, I just feel like it needed it needed more attention and love in that area. Know what I mean? Yeah. But overall, yes, great game. I'm probably going to... Uh, my initial review for it, I suppose, would be nine out of ten. You know, oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you know, point five taken off uh, uh, the VA for the for the time being, but that's a fixable problem for me. Uh, and then maybe point five taken off for some things f- for little gripes. At least a lot of these games now are offering the Japanese um, like download pack for the subtitles. Yeah, Cause which uh, is great. A few years ago, you know, you couldn't get it unless you bought the Japanese version. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. Even, like Persona, a lot, a lot of these games are actually doing it now, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, especially with a game coming out of Japan, they make a real emphasis on perfection when it comes to their voice acting. Yeah. You know, um, because they want it to be an experience. We try to over here too, but it's not always working. No, it doesn't, it doesn't always work. I feel like American-made productions generally get the better end of the VA, whereas like a Japanese-made production sent over to be voice acted. Mm. doesn't it doesn't work out as well I don't know I'm not sure what it is it's probably not they're probably not as big as sellers here so it doesn't warrant the big budget for the <clears throat> well yeah yeah. That's especially possible. a game that long there'll be that much dialogue to get through you can't perfect it all yeah, yeah. whereas like a game like Uncharted they'll be like really looking at every little line delivering the best they can yeah because they see it more of a cinematic experience yeah you know what I mean yeah and it, it should be it should be treated the same with JRPGs that are story heavy but sometimes it's just not. Yeah. They kind of just like... It's like they open their wallets and they're kind of just like, will this amount of money do? And they're just like, we'll make it work and slip it into their front pocket. And <laughs> You pointed to your chest when you said front pocket. Your front pocket, you know, your shirt pocket. Yeah. Just imagine like this American with like slick back, slick like <laughs> blonde hair like Donald Trump and like aviators on and he's just like... A, da- I don't know, some narcotics <laughs> dealer. That'll do... <laughs> that'll do I can't do a Donald Trump voice <laughs> so Bryce Xenoblade 2 was one of the games Nintendo released in 2017 but there were a lot of games released on the Switch in 2017 oh yes a fair few from Nintendo and surprisingly there was a fair few from third parties and indies as well absolutely was yeah so it's like I just want to I want to just paint the picture a little bit Nintendo fans obviously know but I want to take it back to 2016 <laughs> can, can you can, like just imagine December 2016 what the the vibe was the Wii U has been pretty ordinary for at least a couple of years mm-hmm. you could argue it's been pretty ordinary for four years yep but it was especially bad for the last couple of years <laughs> yep absolutely so this time last year, we were sort of we were excited for January when we we're going to find out more about what that switch actually was, apart from just a tablet you could play at home and uh, in handheld. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, the problem the problem uh, at the end, like the end of that year, was like a lot of people didn't have faith. You know what I mean? Rightfully so. Which, okay, yes, rightfully so. Rightfully so. But that- my my issue was that um, they made it very clear very quickly. Uh, after that first direct, which was very corporate, and I understand people don't like that too much. Mm. You know, that was January. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, early January, they had that first corporate direct, that that first direct where it just explained everything. It felt very corporate, which, you know, they're trying to sell to investors, right? You know what I mean? It wasn't just corporate. It was just awkward. (laughs) Just like really, like the, uh, the translator who just like lost track of what they were saying. And then yeah. It stopped. Like, yeah. Okay. I feel I feel sorry for that guy because he was probably under a lot of pressure too. Some people see. Some people think that was a that was on purpose because afterwards they posted on Twitter saying asking if anyone wants a position as a translator. <laughs> so I don't know if that was a setup or that's just like he actually got fired and they actually actually were looking for a translator. No. Oh, <laughs> I hope I hope he didn't get the bad raw end of that because that was a really tough job. Yeah, because you could imagine he's just like so was, much. Was it Suda Fifty One who they really stuffed up on? I think it was. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you could imagine him just going. And like, it's Suda for God's sake. He's probably like talking. One hundred percent gibberish. He's probably t- talking like Slav Japanese or something. That's enough. Do what you're saying. I'm a translator. I got no idea what you're saying. <laughs> it's just like this is not this is not what I was promised. Yeah. But um, you know, uh regardless of that it was very corporate and stuff like that people didn't seem too happy with it you know I was really excited because it ended with Zelda and Zelda looked damn amazing Mm. and the console was exactly what I wanted it to be you know Um, and even you had your doubts I had my doubts but I had um, I was was expecting Zelda I was also expecting um, something else as well at launch maybe maybe just Mario Kart Deluxe or something yeah along with it like even though that was only um, I think it was a month after launch but yeah, I, was, I was hoping just for the second game there and uh, eventually we did get those games at launch but like we got Shovel Knight um, that racing game <laughs> it looks like Fast um, RMX yes Fast RMX there, there were a couple of things there at launch but there was um, only Zelda and it turns out like Zelda was enough <laughs> Jesus like it, I remember at one point saying what happens if they release Mario and Zelda both at launch it would have been a disaster. Why the hell would they do that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got time for Zelda and Mario? I barely had time for Zelda, let alone both of them. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, um, what a blessing that game was, really. Like, for for launch. Mm. That 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 game has carried me so far this year. Like, I, I, I always go back to it in some way. You know, Zelda was crazy. It really, it um, really pushed my expectations quite far for the future mm. um they've been very i think they've been, been very prominent that this is where zelda is going which is good yeah i, I remember actually being fairly da- like finding it fairly daunting to get into that game mm-hmm. yeah but yeah you get used to it pretty quick i feel like within the first half an hour I'm like, all right i know what i'm doing you yep. gotta be careful yep and you go out into the world and you're like, this is so much fun just to look around. Yeah, yeah. You know, around the corner, there's just a new adventure. <laughs> mm. It's it's really, really crazy game. And like, I, with the Wii U, I know people bought the Wii U version out of their skepticism for buying a new Nintendo console, but 
I'm hoping those people would have realized by now that mm. you know the switch well, is pretty bang on. A lot of people just uh, you know haven't saved up the cash for one, and they've got a Wii U sitting there. So, well, Switch has been my probably the best console investment investment I've made in a long time. You know what I mean? I've owned I've owned just about every major console plus a PC throughout the generation last couple of generations. Mm. Um but the Switch is some, the Switch is something that like when I, when I pick it up um I neither I neither want to put it down nor do I want to fear putting it down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I I don't want to be like stuck at a part where I'm just like oh god I really need to save and like my partner's at the door like we gotta go we gotta go we're gonna miss this or that oh, I literally just hit the sleep button yeah you know <laughs> and then and then I just go away and then, the, again that's arguable you can do that in other like um, in on other consoles but then you can pick up that console you can go and take it with you and then you can play it wherever you are at whatever time yeah, you can get a magazine you can put it in a magazine pretend you're reading uh, pretend that you're reading yeah it's like what are you reading about that honey it's, uh, uh, the economy <laughs> economics yes 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 very important stuff honey you just go back to doing what the hell you're doing <laughs> but, to, but to get like a massive game like Zelda on that was crazy yeah you know um, and it, Zelda as big as it was and as daunting as it was it was a game that you could pick up and put down as you please Thanks to the sleep function, I suppose. Mm. But, you know, you could do one little thing. You could stop and then you can move on. You know, do what you need to do in real life. Come back to it and flick it back on again. Do another camp of enemies if you wanted. And yeah. Do a shrine and then come back to it. <laughs> you know, it's, it was great. It was fantastic. Well, I feel like this is... Like, I've always wanted a a handheld that you could play on the TV. Like, for, yeah. for years. Oh, yeah. Because... Means but we could play Pokemon on the TV, you know. Eventually, maybe one day. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just one of my favorite things about about the Switch, apart from seeing Nintendo come back and actually release games that are excellent, mm-hmm. been, it has been a couple of years since we've seen some real stellar games. Yeah, from them, absolutely ones that you can really point towards, like you can Zelda and Mario this year. But especially the uh, the indie support that the console's gotten. Mm, yeah, I like it's the perfect place to play them as well. Yeah, yeah, like little pickup games you can play, put down, because um, a lot of a lot of these games you sort of, I don't know you don't want to be glued to the TV to play them necessarily. Yeah, especially indie games, you know. Yeah, I mean you could argue like on 3DS they had like a bunch of them as well. And oh that's, yeah, yeah, and that's great, I guess. But like some something about like just the relative screen size and well, a know, lot of a like lot of them was... are so gorgeous as well that sometimes you do want to play them on the TV. Yeah, of course, exactly. So you can just go, boop. yeah. But you don't want to do it all the time. You might be um, might be Stardew Valley. I think that's a perfect example of having it on Switch. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, when it got announced for PS4, I'm like, I really want this on Vita. I don't want to play it on PlayStation 4 because, I don't know, at least on your laptop or the PC, you can put it on your lap and you can yeah. do yeah. that and just do whatever you're doing <laughs> while you're doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Switch is absolutely perfect for it. Yeah. It's just a simple matter of dropping your console mm. into the dock and off you go. Yeah, and just seeing the... Uh, just how successful they've been on there too. How a lot of games have sold uh, more than the other consoles combined. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, it'd be interesting to see how long that lasts. Like, say, when the Switch is three years old and the eShop is like quite cluttered, we'll see yeah. how they're going then. I really want that eShop to grow so hard, though. Mm. I really need that virtual console and stuff like that. Mm. And that, I think that's the, I think that's the next big step for next year for them. 
I think console. getting getting that market up and getting that moving forward. I think they really wanted to focus on the primary releases this year. Yeah. I which think they did too. which is very much fair because this year has not been short of good releases. No. <laughs> it's been, you know, crazy. It, they really want to push the fact that this this console can be used for more than just sitting on the table, like sitting on the couch and playing, mm. which is, you know, perfect. There's plenty of titles on there now you're holding your switch right now you you know you're cont- contemplating over the games you've got stuff like rocket league on there now which i still need to purchase but i'll get there yeah and it is it's rocket league there's no no <coughs> conversations about it it's just yeah. uh the graphics are turned down a bit and that's pretty much it yeah exactly it's yeah. it's still the game you love except it's on a portable console mm. you know it's one that you can if you have decent sized pockets fit in your pocket and if not you can fit it in a bag or something like that quite easily and just take it out and mm. you're off again like one, one of my uh, we're talking about handheld like it's revolutionary here but, <laughs> but you know having a handheld that can do something so crazy is the selling point mm. yeah like one of my favourite uh, memories of the Switch this year is uh, at PAX we all had we had eight Switches we all line them up together take the Joy-Cons off we're playing Mario Kart yeah yeah. we're in the shopping centre playing yeah Mario Kart 8 yeah exactly awesome yeah you just got to find like that little group that's like, yeah, we should get together and play some Mario Kart yeah. or something. And it's it's not like, you know, you've got like Smash tournaments and stuff like that, for example. It's like, you know, you, you're picking up consoles, you're taking them there. They've got to have like all their CRTs or whatever they've got there for, yeah, you know. You've, you've got situations like that, but then you've got situa- uh, situations like with the Switch where it's nowhere near as difficult to do something like that. That's going to be fantastic when that hits. Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> but just uh, just on the topic of indie games, Bryce, this year, uh, do you have any favourites that have come out? On oh, the Switch? Yeah. Oh, God. Just- um, I The only... See, I was really, really big with digital purchases on the 3DS, mm-hmm. but I haven't really had the funds to invest too much in the Switch this year. There's so much I want to buy. So much. Yeah. If I could turn on my Switch right now, which I'm going to do. Right. I'll right, tell so you. Yep, so while you're you, you going on about you. Yep. Yeah, so one game I really, really enjoyed on the Switch was Slime Sand. So it's it's sort of like, a, think Super Meat Boy, but you're a piece of slime. Yep. But there's, apart from the levels, there's like a hub where you can talk to characters, play mini games. And the developer has been really active on Twitter and he's been like, showing his uh, like progress through development. He's been putting updates all the time, DLC for free yeah. across you know Steam and Switch, which is awesome. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite games. It's just like a really, really hard platformer. Yeah, no, I did watch you play it and it looked really interesting. Yeah, like the sort of main mechanic is um, you know, wall jumping that, but if you press the, uh, the left trigger, you actually turn invisible. So you can go through some platforms <coughs> and sort of the... The whole premise of the game is timing that that thing where you go invisible, so yeah. you can go through the platforms. Yep. Otherwise, you're gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which you will, because it's hard. <laughs> it is sort of like Super Meat Boy. Yeah. Um, yeah cool. uh, what's another one? Really enjoyed Death Squared. Mm-hmm. Aussie developed game, perfect for the Switch. It's pretty much. Yeah, we played that on stream too. Yeah, same vein as Snipper Clips, working together to get it. Four Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. Is, is that the four players? I think. Yep, four yeah. players. Yep. Talk to the developers at PAX. They've had tremendous success on Switch. Switch is their main platform. That's crazy. Yeah. That's good stuff. I actually, I bought the uh, special edition of, a, of it as well. Um, come of like a physical copy of the game with a, 
like plushies of all the squares <laughs> and pins and stuff. It's pretty cool. I haven't um haven't set it up yet. I'm gonna put it in the in the back of our studio when we all get it set up. Oh yeah, that's a that that's a quick announcement we can make while we're on stream. On stream. On stream. On on the air, rather. Sorry. I will save it to later. We'll make it a tease. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, small tease. <laughs> Uh, what some other games? Small teasers. You got into Wonder Boy a fair bit, didn't you? Oh boy, yeah. I'm just looking through my list now, and my like my indie titles are very shallow. But if there's one thing I'm really, really impressed with, it's Wonder Boy. Yeah, it's it's damn good. I'm so glad I bought it. Like, you know, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, it's a it's a remake of an old game, mm-hmm. and it's very similar. the The thing that's great about it is it looks so damn good, but it still remains pretty true to what it was. Mm. And you can see that just by pressing, I think it's like left-click-in or right-click-in or something was like that. Was it a that. trigger? I think it was a trigger. Mm, I'm not remember. sure. Doesn't matter. It was a button. Yeah, yep. it doesn't matter. <laughs> but like you could switch between, you know, new art style or old and like new audio and old and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And it does, it does it seamlessly. It's just, yeah, it's so good just being like, what does this look like? It's like, oh, there's yep. barely anything there when you swap it back it's just like a whole city in the background yeah. it's just awesome it's really cool and like they're putting out another Wonder Boy which is fantastic oh a brand new one yeah oh sweet yeah yeah. yeah. Um, it's supposed to be on Switch I don't know sometime next year or something yeah. I'm pretty sure because I'm a sucker for the animation like a oh it's like, so good like the, the Rayman games Rayman Legends and Rayman yeah. Origins absolutely love the art style of those games like you want to talk about stuff like Cuphead and you know all that stuff and don't get me wrong, I'm not faulting Cuphead here because Cuphead was great as well. But mm. like, Wonder Boy is on pretty much on that level in its own regard. Oh yeah, you know, yes, it it pretty much took the level design from an old game, but it it also made made something really good out of the level design. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's really fantastic. Um, and you know, they didn't skimp on any details either. They really did a fantastic job with it. Mm. Um, Cuphead is very stylistic but this is also very stylistic in the same manner the only problem is it didn't get as much attention as Cuphead because Cuphead has been sitting around waiting to come out for so long now you know and it's only just hit shelves and it's like the main talk of the town sort of thing and I wish Wonder Boy got more attention in that regard yeah it, it was it was a very cluttered time of year oh yeah the start yeah. of the year I think was busier than the end of the year it was for yeah. me anyway no like, uh, yeah because like I know the end of the year it's like you know fifa like this call of duty, call of duty yeah. battlefield or battlefront assassin's, or... assassin's creed yeah there's like heaps of huge games but the start of the year zelda horizon persona um near near neo yeah like yeah it was nuts just with crazy releases yeah um everything hit at once <laughs> yeah you know, and it's 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 you know the difference between like people playing competitive multiplayer are generally the ones playing at the end of the year, or like you know, we at the start of the year we had a lot of first first like a single player focus rather. It was really yeah yeah, and that's where we well actually you don't but I seem to lean towards. Uh, I don't know. It's it's arguable nowadays. I tend to stick with the multiplayer games I play now. Yeah. Like I don't think I bought. Like I'm probably not going to invest in Call of Duty at least this year. Um, mm. I'm not not too interested anymore. I've I've kind of lost my interest. I find myself going back to older shooters rather than newer ones nowadays. Yeah. You know stuff like Battlefield Four or, you know, there's still there's still some population on PC for that or whatever. But yeah. I just go back and play them a little bit and then I'm satisfied and then it's just like um, I might play PUBG for example 
Yeah, or Final Fantasy, or mm. Fun- well, yeah. Even then, I don't play Final Fantasy much anymore unless I'm required to. Okay, you know, Clash of Clans. Like, come on, boy, we need to come and take help down us. the bad dragon, boy. Yeah, that's currently what's <laughs> up as a bad dragon, boy. <laughs> uh, Bryce, mm-hmm. did you play much of Demambo on Switch? No. So this game, there was there were two modes. There was one where it's like a battle mode. Basically, you're a blob, <laughs> and one and the longer you, it's only a one button game, sort of like thanks Super Smash Brothers trying to hit each other off the stage. But if you if you hold down for, if you just press it, it's one attack. If you hold it down for a bit longer, it's another attack. <clears throat> if you hold it down for a bit longer than that, it's another attack. So you got three attacks all up, and the idea is just hit each other off the stage. It's like super 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 basic Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> well, there's there's right. no there's no damage, there's no nothing. You're just trying to hit each other off. Yep. It's a good little distraction, which will probably be overlooked by the time either Super Smash Brothers or Super Smash Brothers bit more complicated clone comes out. Yep. Like that one which was on the eShop, I can't remember, which has totally disappeared. <laughs> it's meant to come out this year sometime. I forgot what it's called now. Something Brawl. Not Super Smash Brothers Brawl, but <laughs> <laughs> it's called something Brawl Out? I think it's called Brawl Out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that, was, that was like an indie Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, looking yeah. at that. And there's another mode which is basically like WarioWare where it tells you something to do and you've got to do it real quick. Yep. Yeah, and that was quite fun. So I think that was like a ten dollar or thirteen dollar game on the eShop. That was that was a fun distraction for a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's a good fun game. That's all right. Uh we got Lich Spear. That's uh that was pretty cool too. Yep. Just throwing throwing uh, spears. It got really hard, I actually I forgot what level I got up to, but it got to a point where I couldn't get past it. My like, god damn it is hard. What win? One giant eye with teeth or one pointy boy. Hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty much just like tower defense. You're like throwing the thing and you've got a time. It's one pointy boy, by the way. Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a time like your throws because if you throw it, you're vulnerable. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that was from uh, the developer of... Yeah, Crunching Koalas. Not Australian. That's right. But they did something else, didn't they? Yeah, they've done a few things on Switch. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what it was called. It was, it was, they described it as a 2D Doom. I forgot what that was called. Oh gosh! Um, oh, skip my mind. Good old crunching koalas. Yeah, eluding me. Damn you, crunchy koalas! <laughs> uh, graceful explosion machine. Yep, didn't pick it up. <laughs> I, I'm so dry on uh, indie titles at the mm. moment. It's sad. That that was that was fun, but um, I really wish as you progress through the levels, the aesthetics changed. The background stayed the same pretty much the whole game. And that got a bit boring. It was just like changing up the enemies' patterns. Yep. Which, if you just keep playing and playing, and it's just looking the same. Like, okay, okay, I'm, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, but fair enough. The gameplay is fun. I just wish they added a bit more variety. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember One Two Switch? Not in any game, but it's just come up, and I've comp- I've just remembered it. Seeing oh, it, yeah, like, it was a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, we two, we Switch. had fun with it for a couple of hours. Was it, was it worth my eighty dollars? No, not Definitely really. Definitely not. <laughs> But it was a fun game just to take off. It was awesome just to take off the Joy-Con and be like, hey. It would have been great if they just handed it out as a free game. It absolutely needed to be a free game. Yeah. Yeah. So more people could just be like, hey, check out this. Oh, actually, <laughs> just take off the Joy-Con. It's like, you're a wizard now. <laughs> that, that was like one of my favorite games, the wizard one. Yeah. <laughs> so wizard! A sword. Was it just called sword? A sword fight or something? Oh yeah. And you're like blocking sword. Like that was that was fun. I like that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
get really into that type of thing you know yeah. got intense there especially the day when the switch came out we we went and got like a case of cider we're just drinking <laughs> drinking pretty much all day <laughs> playing that at night time drunk samurai I like we smashed our joy cons at one point <laughs> that was a bit worrying when they're brand new yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to go on all day about just random indie games but Thimbleweed Park played about half of that yep that worked out that was a lot of fun and then to get back to it find out who killed him mm. I'm intrigued yeah it sounds <laughs> intriguing yeah hey so let's 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 talk about something that was also a little bit prominent. What was that, Bryce? Uh Before we push on to other first-party titles, mm-hmm. uh, was ports. Yes, we got a couple of them. We did, you know. Um, so the major ports this year were probably Mario Kart, mm-hmm. Pokken, mm-hmm. and Skyrim. Yep, and Doom, and Doom. I keep forgetting that Doom is already out because I haven't seen it in stores anywhere. I don't know where to f- find it. I really want to buy it. I think it's only at EB Games, I think. I've not seen it at EB Games. Yeah. Which is sad because I, I do I do actually want to play Doom on the Switch. Mm. So do I, but I bought it on PS4. <clears throat> I don't really I haven't really enjoyed it that much. Yeah. There's a part of me that just wants to try like a full a full console game on the Switch. Yeah. Better. I'm really keen for Wolfenstein to come out now. Yeah, so am I. Because I've actually, I, I actually bought Wolfenstein on PC, and it, it runs like, kind of runs like crap on my PC. I'm not gonna lie. I need to make a few upgrades to my PC to, you know, make it viable. You need to get it up to the same power as your Switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's really strange, isn't it? Like I can play like a whole host of games that probably wouldn't run on Switch. Yeah. But like as we're coming into the new new term of like, there's you know Battlefront two and. Mm. all that nice stuff coming out like it just I don't know for some reason Wolfenstein just doesn't like my computer but for some some reason they're going to be able to get it to run on the Switch that's yeah. really strange it's optimised for gaming they've got to put a lot of work into these games to get them to run too They, I guess the, yeah. the, the guys behind uh, Porting Doom they said it was one of the most hardest things they've done in their oh, career yeah but yeah. It's definitely worth it like obviously. just uh, obviously Mario Kart and Pokken Nintendo games they know their hardware whatever they, yep. can, they can port their games. It's not probably not the greatest strain on resources for them. And Sky- stuff like Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim, that's that's a five-year-old game. Probably should be on there. Yeah. But Doom, that came out last year only on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Were you surprised when you seen this announced? Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. yeah. And, like, whether you're into Doom or you're not into Doom, whatever, but I think it's really promising just showing what can be put on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and L.A. Noir too. Oh, from yeah. Rockstar. That's right. And that came but, out... But that also is a five-year-old game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, only reason I, the only reason I say major, I guess, is because like, the Wii U games didn't get much attention. No. Um, <laughs> you know, until obviously they've come to Switch now and Mario Kart got nominated for some awards. And I don't know why, but it did. <laughs> you know? It's a good game, but yeah. It's a good game, it's, it's but a port. It's, yeah. it's a port, you know? Uh, and then you got like Pokken with added content. And yeah, so on and so forth. And then you got games like Skyrim that have all like been a massive success in the past, which are fantastic. Mm. Um, and then you've got Doom, which is kind of incredible. It's even on there in the first place, like you said. Um, and you got some more ports coming, I guess. You got yeah. Wolf- Wolfenstein Two coming next year. Because yeah. for a lot of these third-party games, a lot of the major excuse is it won't run. It's not powerful enough. 
But, yeah, don't, you know. But, you know, obviously it will take a lot of work, money, time, resources from these companies. Mm-hmm. And they've they've got to decide whether they're it's worth them being there. Whether the budget's worth it. I want to give a big shout out to the Bethesda for putting in the goddamn work. Absolutely. They're doing so yeah. good. I hope it pays off for them too. Especially this year, just Bethesda, just in the eve of... Um, or just the post of um, just loot boxes and microtransactions and all this rubbish being put into games. Mm-hmm. Like Bethesda, I know they haven't been good in the, necessarily in the past with their paid mods and all that, but just Wolfenstein, Prey, the games they've brought out this year have been absolutely phenomenal in just yeah. pay once, get an awesome story, awesome experience. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The um, <clears throat> Make all the Todd Howard memes you want. <laughs> make the make make all the Todd Howard buy, buy my Skyrim memes that you that you like, um, but like Skyrim on the Switch is pretty nuts. Yeah, like I, I don't care how many how many times that game's been released. It's obviously being re-released because people like to play it. Well, it came out on PSVR the same day as Switch as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I think is Skyrim's just one of those games that you can go back to and play again. You know, it's it's going to be in the same vein as Zelda for, you know, Nintendo fans, yeah. obviously. Well, I picked up Skyrim for the first time on Switch a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. I still haven't gotten very far into it. No. Like, I've played it for probably an hour. <laughs> like, nothing. But, yeah. And what was really surprising is, like, when it first got announced, you expected it to be the Xbox 360 PS3 version. And it's actually somewhere in between that and the remastered version on PC. Yeah, which is good. And PS4 and that. So yeah. that's really good as well like yeah. it's not just the old game it is enhanced a little bit and it's you can put it in your pocket that's the great thing about Skyrim though is Skyrim is super flexible mm. Skyrim is like Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls game in general have always been pretty super like pretty pretty flexible yeah modding and stuff like that has been super easy you know graphics options and like player modding into in terms of like making the game look better mm. has you, been you don't get mods on the Switch version though that's the only drawback yeah but hey, I, don't, I don't think I care. Does that matter? Not really. Just is, Mo- is, mods are great and everything, and there's some great Skyrim mods out there. But do you, do you Skyrim, sort of do you sort of just want mods if you finish the game and you just want to muck around in it? Pretty so, much. Yeah. You know, and if you want to do that, Skyrim's dirt cheap. Yeah. So go and get it on PC. Or yeah. Well, no. Preferably get it on PC. Don't bother. Don't bother with the console. Well, Xbox One's okay, I think. Then on PS4, it's limited. It, it is. It is. But at the same time the mod marketplace like the mod marketplace is still restricted mm. you know that you can only do so much with the mod marketplace on Xbox and stuff like that on PC if you want a full modding experience you just go there mm. you know you you could you could do you could do stupid shit like making have, making NPCs have sex if Ooh. you wanted or you can go and make like an insane blood massacre mod where there's just blood everywhere stuff that you can't you're missing the most important one just have a think about it. Go on. The Thomas the Tank Engine mod where you made the dragon. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. You so- made, that, that is, that is, when I first saw that on YouTube, <laughs> I thought that was the, the best thing. I think Randy Sav- Savage dragons are better, but... Oh, Thomas so, the Tank Engine. Just, <laughs> imagine, just imagine a dragon flying around the air. He's like, hey, brother. Hey, brother. <laughs> no, I, I, like, I like the idea of like, oh, it's coming. You said, dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's fantastic. But that's the other thing is on PC, 
you get all that copyrighted content and it's not going to get restricted by like a mod source because yeah. it's on PC and it doesn't damn matter. Especially when it lands, it just does, does the steam thing. Like when it stops and all the steam comes from where its wheels are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, you know... The, big, big Thomas the Tank Engine fan here. Loved it as a kid. It's, well, yeah. If, yeah. I, if I was eight right now, oh. this would not be a Nintendo podcast. It would be a Thomas's Hank Andrew Damn podcast. Straight. We should rate and review every single Thomas episode. <laughs> I mean, I was a big fan too, but not going that far. God. That'd be pain. Actually, what, just, just, just a bit of a side note. When I was a kid, I used to carry around this um, tape recorder. <laughs> it, 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 it looked really kiddish. It had two microphones on it. <laughs> Thinking back to it, if I, if, if I knew what a podcast was back then, it wouldn't ex- might not have existed back then. Like as they are now on iTunes, mm-hmm. but I could imagine myself putting a tape in and getting a couple of microphones out. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Thomas the Tank Engine podcast. Yeah, exactly like that. My name's Drew. <laughs> Do you? Drew. I like Tom. No, but yeah, whatever. But yeah, so it's been a pretty good year for Nintendo, Bryce. Apart from um, yeah, I mean bad stuff. <laughs> Lead, leading leading all the way up to you know we've got Odyssey now which god Odyssey it's so good fantastic um, and it's 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 really hard it's really hard with the oh, game game awards coming up we're, we're kind of just like there's just so much good shit this year mm-hmm. and like not even just on Nintendo platforms but just in general but like big big fighter for us in a lot of categories is Zelda and Mario yeah but unfortunately, I think like what Zelda has done is probably more extravagant than what Mario has done. But that's not to say that Mario is not a fantastic game either. Mario was absolutely the game that I wanted in a Mario game. There's, you know, I only have very minor gripes with Mario, and that's maybe some of the level designs. Mm. I think I think two water levels is a bit excessive. For example, yeah, I'm. S- I don't know. Still thinking I like Galaxy better, but mm. yeah, love the game. Those absolutely... Galaxy Galaxy had more vibrance. I think yeah. I think Odyssey overall has more content, which it, depending on what you're looking in in a game mm. would depend on whether you like Odyssey or Galaxy more. I like Odyssey. I like Odyssey more for a very simple reason, and that's because there isn't just a straightforward path to everything. There are multiple ways you can go about things. Yeah. You know, um, and that's been proven plenty of times in the past. You know, month that it's been out. Yeah, it's gone YouTube. Have a look. Yeah, you know, it's um, there's there's a there's a lot to give from obviously. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it it falls it falls in the shadow of this year of Zelda as well, which again we've discussed numerous times is a fantastic game. A lot of games have for us though unfortunately yeah yeah for better or for worse I, I can't lie on that the only thing that really shines its light brightest in my opinion to me of course this year as bright as zelda is probably persona that could be because it come at the right time or it could be because i really enjoyed it mm. but not even uh near no near was fantastic don't get me wrong but again jrpv jrpg yeah uh persona is the game of the year for that category Mm. If it had a category, if JRPG had a category, Persona 5's won it. There's yeah. no, there's no other option really. Um, Xenoblade doesn't touch it. Or Xenoblade, 
I can't give you a, I can't give you a full prospect on that until I've played it through it. Like to be completely honest, everything I, I'm loving everything about Xenoblade so far. Yeah, fair enough. You've only done ten, 10 hours compared to the hundred or whatever you put into Persona. <laughs> yeah, and I'll probably I'll probably play many more hours of Xenoblade two than I probably will Persona, but that's because Xenoblade has grinding options. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I if I feel like I want to grind and do something, like I want to grind money to buy an expensive item, I can go ahead and do that and whatever. Whereas in Persona 5, like each day you live day by day. Mm. Each option you do in a day takes up time, which leads you to the next section of a day. There's no grinding or anything like that. That's just how the game is. That's how it progresses. That's why like you have a very specific time frame with Persona and that's why Persona was fantastic because the game could last you up to 80 hours if you did things, you know, your own way. If you if you didn't fight like follow a guide and do everything in a specific manner, whatever you know, um, every game experience leads anywhere between sixty to eighty hours with Persona. <sighs> so you always have a definite time frame of what you're going to be spending on Persona. Mm. Whereas games like Xenoblade, you could be one person could be spending twenty five hours on it, and yeah. then another person could be spending you know sixty. There's a general okay, time frame though. for everything. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it's it's two completely different audiences type of thing. And Nier's the same. Nier is the same as Xenoblade in the prospect that you could go ahead and do all this other stuff. But really, like, if you just want the story, which Nier was very prominent on. Um, I'd, 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 me, for an example case, I could have spent another 40 hours on Nier if I wanted to, but I didn't. Yeah. Because I wanted to know. I wanted to know what was at the end of that rainbow. You've got to tell me, boy. What's going on with the story? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know, that's not saying that it wasn't fantastic because it was fantastic. It was great. Neil was fantastic. Mm. But uh, Persona 5, the time you put in it is is story for the most part. The grinding options in the game are hardly what I would call the meat of the game. Yeah. Mm, so... 2017 has been a really positive year for Nintendo. I think they've really... They went from irrelevant to very relevant within the space of one year. Yeah. Yeah. Like... And they beat all the odds, too. Like, a lot of people... A lot of people were just like, God, this console's gonna suck, and then you got the right Joy-Con problem everybody's having, and mm. all that shit. But they, you know, they cleared up all, all concerns and issues within the first month or two. Yeah. Because last year, I was saying... <sighs> all right, Nintendo, just give I'll, us something I'll, good. <laughs> well, I was at the point where I'm like, guys, don't make another console. Just go third party. Just put your games on PS4 and Xbox. I just want to play your games again, guys. Put all your resources into that. But what a shame that would have been if that actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, even if they're doing things like they're not making the games you want with the Wii or they're making consoles like the Wii U where they're just not up the not up the scratch yeah what it has to be um just the, the the innovation and sort of difference they make to the the industry as a whole I think is super important yeah yeah it always has been really I love my PlayStation I've upgraded it I've buy all my third party games there I've got an Xbox for the exclusives but just that point of difference with Nintendo both with their so- both with their software and their hardware mm-hmm. like is yeah, yeah super important oh yeah absolutely 
they even if they are trying to you know do the second screen with the Wii U which did not work at all no not at all no not one game where I'm like you know that was useful maybe Zelda Mm -hmm. I'm like you know like you're saying and you're organising your items at the same time Mm -hmm. but apart from that I couldn't think of like a way that controller came in handy but with the Switch it's it's not necessarily a a gimmick where it's not useful because it's super useful to me oh yeah yeah. I think it's I think it's useful for most it honestly changes the way I play games because it frees up it puts time where I'll be doing nothing to time where I can play half an hour of Zelda or half an hour of Xenoblade when I pick it up yeah time where you can be Mm. filling with some sweet sweet video games (laughs) so next year we know nothing about Nintendo's plans except for we're getting a Mario no not Mario a Yoshi and a Kirby game yeah that's all we know yeah don't know when probably those games at the first half of the year but do you think they're going to be doing a direct early next year and sort of outlining the first six months I think Nintendo I think Nintendo have learned a lot from this and that's that their PR must come pretty high on the list yes (laughs) so um, I think we'll probably get news sooner rather than later Mm. with what's happening throughout the course of the year I think Nintendo are going to try and I I think they've realised with this year like with their schedule of game releases that it's a really strong way uh, to start off a console which is fine because like I open my case now which uh, it's under there I'm not going to move all that <laughs> to get to it but you know I got like eight physical games you got to show the listeners put smack it against no, the I, microphone no I was, I was going to count I was going to count like yeah 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 okay <laughs> you know there's eight physical games there and there's still more I want to buy from this gear online yeah yeah that's a lot that's 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 big for me that's that's a big like purchase list for me. Um you know, I could build, I could buy 12 physical games this year and I'd I'd probably just only just be satisfied. Mm. You know. It's a game, it, it's actually a console where I've been really invested in keeping up a collection rather than getting rid of the stuff I've finished. Yep. Which is good. Which is good because I always find myself like trading in my games and getting rid of them because I'm not going to play them anymore sort of thing yeah we'll get some cash for the next big thing exactly yeah Yeah. you know what I mean Um, but I've not had that with Switch I've kind of just like there's only one Switch game I've gotten rid of what was that only one has been Heroes oh yeah yeah. got got rid of it because I'm not Yeah, you got that for free and you I got it for free I got 20 bucks for it afterwards did you? yeah wow nice (laughs) yeah got got 20 bucks for it afterwards but like is it, it? I've only traded in one game from that console, and I don't tra- I don't plan to trade in any more. And that's the only, like again, the only reason I got rid of it is because it was I got it for free, and I just purely wasn't interested in it at all. Mm. Games I've been interested in purchased have come and gone out of my collection all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but I'm not interested in ever getting rid of any of my Switch games at this point. Mm. I'm the same way, and to be fair, most of mine are digital, so <laughs> I can't anyway. Yeah. But if it's a game like Mario Kart or Splatoon, games you're going to be popping in and out of, I buy it digitally. Um, I got Skyrim physically because it's pretty big and... Takes up a lot of space. Takes a lot of space. And yeah. I've got a few other games with a similar size as well. But, yeah. Um, I really hope they keep up the like the major game each month keep that up that'd be really good but well, I don't see it like happening for seven years I don't think it'd be yeah I don't know yeah it'd be good if they do but it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of work yeah well I guess uh, they'll have they'll probably at least four or five big games yeah for this year don't know what they'll be 
um, they'll it's pretty easy to go back to their Wii U well port some of those games I really hope they, they could... do like a lot a lot of people are just like oh you know Wii U ports don't count as games for this year I know I understand that there are people like that but Wii U had great software mm. and if you didn't play it yeah and if you didn't play it then yeah. it's not a port for you really is it <laughs> like no. it's something you've never played yeah you know but, what I mean mm. the one the one game I really want next year is Super Smash Brothers a Wii U port of that don't we We I think we both want that yeah but uh, I, I know you want that as well I, I'm not sure I'm not sure how it's going to go that's my only issue mm. I don't know whether we're going to get like a brand new Smash announced or I, I don't think it's going to happen that way but you never know mm. we haven't heard anything from that side of you know that side of Nintendo land yeah well the, th- the thing is with Smash Bros is I love the Wii U game that much I don't know oh yeah they sort of perfected it on the Wii U game yeah if they sort of do some few tweaks to it maybe graphically maybe a couple of gameplay tweaks wherever they see fit a few more characters put the modes in from the 3DS version add in a couple of characters did I say that? say characters? oh whatever (laughs) (laughs) but yeah if they um, yeah just make a deluxe version similar to what they've done with Mario Kart I think they'll be absolutely a fantastic package to go and pick it up with especially with all the DLC that come out for it there's 50 so characters I'm starting to think I'm starting to think that actually might be uh, be becoming a problem for Smash and the reason we haven't heard about it yet because they've got the assets to use in the Wii U version of the game but I'm not sure if they have to revalue the assets for the Switch Mm. that's my that's my concern with it at the moment I have a feeling that's the reason why they haven't said anything on it yet yeah. They, they have to get recontact everyone and make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah, maybe just contact Square Enix saying, "Hey, we're doing a port. Hey, we'll uh, use Cloud again. Is, is, we rights? need Claude in the port. Yeah, we need Claude. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Claude in the port. Can you please remove it? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, need carry over Ryu. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I don't want to plug my Wii U again. I had it plugged in. I still don't want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a severe issue. It is but severe. Yes. I, I will I will say that the GameCube control the GameCube controller support that's been added in says a lot of promising things for it. At the same time as well, I don't yeah. th- I don't think it's completely the end. Well, yet. I feel it didn't come this year because they don't need Super Smash Bros. If if next year is, is a bit more quiet because they won't have Zelda and Mario for a start. Yeah, and if they did, that's a bit soon. That's a bit soon. Yeah, <laughs> but they might be pulling out. Yeah, Super Smash Brothers to sort of maybe fill in that March spot or April. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I see. I see what you mean. Seems like a pretty easy fix to shut big nerds like us up, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's hope for Smash next year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because do you, do you feel there's going to be a new one soon? No. I, I think th- I think Sakurai's getting pretty tired. Yeah, I want Sakurai to have a rest. To, to be fair, yeah, or Smash Four is damn good. <laughs> yeah, and or Smosh. I know it's there not. I know it's not very popular, but I know we mostly agree. Kid Icarus is an awesome game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And with actually some decent controls and all that, a sequel to that might be awesome, or just a completely <laughs> new take on another series. Or yeah, absolutely. I like Sakurai's style. Just 
Just give us a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Give them some time to rest and recuperate. Mm. I know. I know. It's been a while since they completely finished with Smash development, but I feel like that guy's not had much rest at mm. all. Well, just uh, <laughs> just seeing the updates and like how tired and what he, what he had he had problems with his hands at one mm. point. You're just like, oh, I feel so sorry for you, dude, but. Finish the game and I'll pay for your holiday. <laughs> we were that excited for it. We're just like it's a life of a Japanese salary man, though. They never stop. Yeah, you know, it's un- it's unfortunate because that's what that that you know that's that's where a lot of problems happen in families and stuff like that. Yeah, is like they they overwork, and it starts to become a real issue for him. And he, that's what he's suffering right now. Like he's over he's he's overworked himself and he's starting to get old now. Yeah. He's not exactly a young fellow, no matter how long he young he looks with his <laughs> with his like gleaming hair, gleaming straightened hair. He looks younger now than he did when he was actually <laughs> eighteen. <laughs> yeah, but he's not though. He's like yeah, he's he's getting he's when he, getting when he was old. like early twenties. He looks like just like the biggest nerd you could probably <laughs> point your finger at. Now he's like like he's got a, he looks <laughs> slick as hell. He's got like his shirt. He's got like a rock star shirt on. His hair done. <laughs> Oh god! No. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I suppose as long as he doesn't, as as long as he doesn't like revert and age and start to look like I don't know Andy Milanorcus. <laughs> Andy Milanorcus looks like fourteen, and he's like what forty now. Well, it's just the next game. He's like when he's announcing his next game, he's like an eight-year-old kid. So like, what? The- <laughs> <laughs> Hello. That'd be so funny if they actually did that. Sakurai des. <laughs> uh, Bryce. This has been another episode of the House of Mario. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, 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 pretty cool. good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just—it's coming. It's coming so close to the end of the year now that like, it's hard to talk about topics that uh, you know until after Christmas. We're not going to we're not going to get much news. No, it's fine. This is the holidays. We can just we can relax now. Yeah, relax for a little bit. Yeah, we'll uh, talk some video games into these microphones. Yeah, yeah, until the holidays are done, and then we can be like. Right, it's January first. <laughs> Time to get in on the train. In the what train. are you doing next, Nintendo? Tell us what you're doing next. It's after Christmas. You don't give a shit about that anymore. <laughs> Christmas sales are over. What are you doing? Reggie's in the Bahamas. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Reggie's like, sorry, I have to get out of my Bahaman mansion to hear you. <laughs> uh, God. All right, Bryce. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Bryce Dewitt. Yep. You can find me at iDruby, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at The House of Mario. The House of Mario. We haven't actually plugged our Discord for a while. We have a Discord community where uh, we talk yeah. about games and yeah. uh, stuff. We'll get a more, like, yeah, it's it's relatively inactive right now, but that's mainly due to lack of people. <laughs> yeah, and... I'm on my PC all the damn time, guys, if you if you put something in the discord i've generally got my notifications on and i'll see it so if you want if you want to chat whatever jump on yeah talk to us if you want to play something on pc that's what discord is for yeah you know i could play that or if you want to play something on nintendo we can chat on discord while we play something on nintendo or, or you can get out the switch app and you can run your mobile flat nope. while you're trying to get the voice chat to work refusal refusal mm. they updated it so you can actually lock your phone Oh, revolutionary! Still not making me use. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to end it, end the show how we always do with Nintendo jukebox, where we put some cool Nintendo tunes in your ears. Nintendo jukebox. 
Yes. Nintendo Duke. <laughs> this week we got a remix of Luigi's Mansion by Video Game Remixes. Yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, see you next week for another episode of the show. Till then. Stay stay merry jolly. Because it's the holidays. Yep. There you go. Merry jolly. Merry Christmas. Wait. Happy. It's only like the first of December. The second. Third. No, Christmas started in November. Look, who are we kidding?